Are there things in life that scare you a little? But excite you a lot? Let's go! Are you chasing those things? Or are you letting fear dictate your life? If you're ready to break free from that cage of fear and to live an abundantly happy life, then you're in the right place. I guarantee you, you will be happier for seeking what sets your soul on fire. Join Lindsay Hanlon as we explore paths, passions, and purpose that guides us towards our best selves. This is the Winging and Rise Up Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Wing It Rise Up. Today I have with me the fabulous Kirsten Smith from Texas. She is amazing. She is a mom of four. She is an author and she is also like a fitness group coach. And she is just an amazing person all around. And I want to give her some time to introduce herself. So welcome Kirsten. And thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Excited I actually to be think here. I might have got that wrong. She's like a nutritionist. She does all kinds of things. And I'm going to give her time to introduce all that she does. So would you just tell everybody all the things that you are doing right now in your amazing life in Texas? Oh boy. All the things. Yes. Um, yeah. So first and foremost, I am a mom of four kids. Um, like you decided to take on this crazy responsibility of homeschooling. I wouldn't say I'm the best homeschooling parent right now, but you know, we're figuring it out. So luckily we only have two that are kind of grade school age at this point. So ours are nine, seven, five, and two. We're very much in the shit show like you guys. And, um, my husband and I have owned a gym here in Houston for the last 11 years that we actually just sold about two weeks ago. So it's been a little bit of a milestone that we've been celebrating. We invest in real estate here in the greater Houston area. We are up to about 68 rental properties, both that we own personally, and we are leads in a syndication down in the Corpus Christi area. And since about 2020, I branched out and started doing my own thing. So I'm working virtually on mindset, nutrition, and fitness, just with busy women and moms. That's so cool. It's all the things. And I love that we both have that in common that we had a gym and then we sold it. And I know what that celebration feels like. It's a lot of pressure off of both you and your husband. And when you have all those responsibilities as a mom and all of the things, sometimes you do some, just need to cut some things out when it just gets you. I love all the things that you're doing because we're very like-minded. We met through, um, our networking mastermind group apex, and we've just become very close through our, you know, weekly calls that we would get on and just knowing that we're very like-minded in what we do with our children and how we take care of ourselves and things like that. But one of the things I really wanted to talk to Kirsten about today and pick her brain on is, you know, because I talk to my listeners a lot about, you know, turning inward and like leaning into what makes you who you are. And I think a lot of times with motherhood, you know, and marriage, you can kind of forget who you are because you're so busy taking care of everybody else that you just push yourself to the side. So, you know, Kirsten wrote a book, um, confessions of an unhappy housewife. And I think it's amazing because so many people feel like they're, you know, content and we're all like, we're just doing all the things and we're just, you know, kind of on autopilot, but like rushing through life because sometimes that's what it feels like. We're just taking care of each kid. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, you know, 
that's it. And so I want to talk to her about like just being that content and then that switch to feeling that um, content and alive, like bringing the life back into yourself. Does that sound, does that sound good? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. It took me a very, very long time to learn this, but I mean, that stuff doesn't come with an instruction manual, right? right? Like when you become a wife, you become a mom. I think society gives us a certain blueprint and you're supposed to kind of act a certain way. Or at least we think we internalize stuff. It's like, I'm supposed to sacrifice for my family. That's what moms do. Right. And if you don't do that, then there's almost this fear of being perceived as selfish. And I really struggled with that for a long time. Um, I got into a place where I really forgot who I was, right? Being married to an entrepreneur, trying to support him, figure out, you know, what I needed to do to support my husband, to support our business. Then, you know, as we introduced kids into the mix, how I'm supporting the kids. Um, and there was really nobody supporting me. Right. And I lost that perspective. I think that, you know, the reason I decided to write the book was because I wanted it to serve as something like an instruction manual, you know, to let people, I told somebody the other day that I used to always be like the youngest in my social circles. And then all of a sudden I woke up one morning and I was like the older person in all my social circles. I don't know how that happened. Um, but you know, now there's a lot of people that we run around with that maybe they don't even have kids yet. Right. Or they have very young kids and they're just getting into that phase. And I can see them start to struggle with some of those things. And if I can share my story and the lessons that I've learned and things like that and get them to not make the same mistakes that I made, right? Realize that you've got to take control of your situation, your happiness, your goals, your growth. And it's not your husband's responsibility, right? We think that like, you're going to come home in the evening and like, I'm going to give to all these kids. I'm going to pour out of this empty cup. And then you come and you fill my cup, right? And then when my husband wasn't filling my cup, I was resentful that my cup was always empty, right? And I felt undervalued and I felt unappreciated. And That is no way to live life. Like I wasn't content feeling like that, right? I felt really unfulfilled and I felt unhappy. And then I felt guilty for feeling unfulfilled and unhappy. And so it just became this like vicious, vicious cycle until I really like, I turned that spotlight inward, right? I stopped saying, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. And I started doing X, Y, and Z. And when I started to do that, like, the ripple effect in my life was just insane. Right. I think I, you know, I talk about it all of the time. You know, you have to lean in to what makes you, you and like live out your gifts, you know, which come in many forms of creativity or whatever it is, you know, we're all uniquely made, but it's so interesting to me how many, well, one aren't willing to go there two don't think they need to (laughs) just, For me, it's like I looking back on just even my early stages of motherhood to now, it's like I get it so much more clearly. I, you know, and it's hard to know why it is probably maybe a little bit surrounded with your right circle. You know, you talked about that recently too. Like, oh, hey, you're a mom. We have kids the same age. Let's all be friends. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like so and so is draining me. 
I had no idea this was sucking all of my energy (laughs) out of my life. And at the end of the day, like we get so consumed with everybody else's stuff, all of our kids stuff, all of our husband's stuff. And then we have none of that excitement that we want for our lives, you know, Mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, you're so, you know, you're uniquely made to help other women in this realm, you know, taking care of their mindset, their health, their nutrition, their fitness, which are all things that get pushed on the wayside. Like while you're, you know, getting married in your early stages of marriage and motherhood, those are the first things that everyone just pushes aside. Right. So, you know, and I think there's another element to it too, right? Like you think about being uniquely made and having a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. I was clear on like a direction earlier on in my life, right? I was pursuing goals. I was a high performer. And then it was like, put a pin in it, got married, had kids and started kind of living to serve others, which was natural for me because my love language is acts of service right? It's how I like to receive love. And it's the most natural way for me to give love. So like, I wanted to serve my family to show them that I love them. Like I'm not big on physical touch. I'm not getting gifts, you know, every other day. I just very naturally, like, I want to cook you a nice meal. I want to, you know, have a nice house for you, you know, things like that. But this idea of what my purpose was, I got so far removed from who I was. So I think there's a lot of people where if you let that go on for too long, it's scary to think about like what your purpose is. Right. Right. And we don't want to think about it because when you don't know what your purpose is, or you don't know who you are, somebody asks you the question, like, who are you? And you say like, mom, I'm a mom. Okay. Well, like most women are, but what, what else makes you, you, when you can't answer those questions, like that's kind of a holy shit moment. Right. And it's it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. It's scary. And I always will tell people that sometimes when you turn on that inner spotlight, it's like a healing process. It gets a little emotional. It gets a little, I mean, it's always worth it. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard either way. Yeah. I'm an emotional person, so I'm okay with getting a little emotional if I have to. Sometimes I just need to cry it out, put on some of the music that makes you feel all the things and get it out. But you know, when you start taking those steps, it's really, really exciting because it doesn't always come at once. Like I'm sure you had to do some digging around to find exactly where that purpose lies. And, you know, I always tell people like, it's not like I got jump off the couch one day after nursing the twins and the baby. And we're like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> Just out of the loop. No, I had to take like little steps. And once I started to get like into that creative, um, personal development, finding out my love language, my personality type, it all starts to reveal itself to you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really kind of a fun little project. And I think what people forget too, and a lot of moms is that you can do, you know, something else for yourself, as well as still raising your kids. And I think we're both pretty good examples of that, considering our children are with us 24 <laughs> seven. Yes. I had such, such a mental block over that. Yes. I thought I either had to be a working mom or stay at home mom. And like, I didn't really like either choice. I'll be honest. But then I was like, I guess I'm just going to suck it up. Cause like I said, I'd be a stay at home mom. And now here I am stuck. And I had all of this, like, I don't know. I felt like kind of unfulfilled potential. 
I felt like I had something to do. I had that little voice that would kind of whisper in the back of my head that was like, eh, you should probably think about something else. I had no idea what it was, right? But it, it was there and it, it never really shut up. It was just kind of like this constant little nagging, but I didn't know how to make it work. I didn't know how to create the life that I wanted, but you're completely right. It's possible. It's possible. And the more that I do the stuff that lights me up, it's very creative. It makes all of my other work a lot more to say exciting and joyful because, you know, I love being a mom. I do. I always want to stay home with my kids. My mom stayed home with us. I couldn't wait. I was like, oh yes. I'm just like, yep. we're going to go shopping. Okay. I had a, <laughs> I had a very <laughs> non-realistic view of what it was going to be like going shopping with my children. Oh yeah. <laughs> like we're going to walk through the outlets and we're going to do that. Yeah. It was not like that at all. Well, I guess whenever they couldn't get out of their stroller, but after that, yeah. <laughs> those were the good old days, <laughs> but you know, I always wanted to be that. And, but now, you know, even with pulling them out of school, I just love all the opportunities that I get each day to show them that mom can do whatever mom puts her mind to. And we're, yes. we're going to, we're going to do this homeschooling thing. We are going to do all these things together. We're going to mulch the front yard, which I've been trying to do the last few days with all of them. We are going to do whatever it is that we want to do. And you're going to see your mother show up for herself and take care of herself. And I'm just a completely yeah. different mom. Now that I've just given myself the opportunity, opportunities that I didn't think I could do prior to just getting started and doing them. And yeah. It's so exciting. weird sometimes like you take more on, mm-hmm. but you, you rise to that challenge, right? It's not like it takes, I, I guess maybe my, my assumption was if I did something else that was going to subtract the time and the energy and the love that I had like to give to my kids, but that wasn't the case at all. Right. When I started like actually devoting myself, taking care of me doing the things that were necessary, building something that like, you know, really fueled me, man, I showed up as a much better wife and mom. Amen. Same here. I feel like I am, I have a, I have a whole plan under control. You know, I mean, the house is just, we've simplified the house situation. I know how to tidy it up quick. I don't want anything to get out of because I just, it's nice to just keep things under control. I know what I have to do. I have a much more detailed schedule because I'm adding more things to my plate, but it's much more productive because yeah. otherwise I probably would have just sat there, had a million conversations that weren't filling my cup on the phone, probably ignored the kids. Cause I would have just been running around on the phone, you know, doing whatever. Now it's like purposeful work that lights me up. You know, the kids can be in- involved. We both discussed before doing this podcast <laughs> that our children may run in it's life. It's, you know, it's normal. It's, it's work from home life but it's work that fulfills us and, you know, that we're going to make a difference for some of our listeners that listen to this and know that they're ready to take that pivot in their life. But so I want to ask you a specific question because it was one that I was thinking of, of prior to getting on here was like, did you have a specific day, week, month where you were like, enough is enough. And like the light switch went off for you where you were like, okay, I got to do this. Was there like a pivotal moment for you or was it, it there was? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Got to so, hear about it. What it was for me was in 2019, I was pregnant with baby number four 
And I realized probably since the second kid came along, I felt like my husband and I had the same fight all the time, right? It was about the support that I needed, the help that I needed. Um, and I wanted him to help me. He wanted to solve the problem with money, hire a housekeeper, right? I don't need to do that. Like how somebody else do it. Um, and I felt like I was kind of just dragging him along. I was really invested in our relationship. We were both really stubborn. So neither one of us was like willing to throw in the towel, but we were really stuck in just the muddy middle, right? Like on a scale of one to 10, we were really stuck at like a four or five all the time. Like it wasn't bad enough to be like, we're going to upset the apple cart here. And like, one of us is going to say we want a divorce. Um, but like there was plenty of room for things to get better. And that was abundantly clear to both of us. So we kind of like fell into this trap where it was, you know, he'd come home, we do dinner and baths and put the kids to bed. And then like, we'd hang out together and like watch, a sh- I'd watch a show on Netflix or something. And he'd scroll on his phone or computer. And like, we never would speak. And I felt like we couldn't get any emotional connection at all. So that really built and built and built for a long time. And I realized at one point when I was pregnant with our fourth baby, that I had stopped trying to, and that felt to me super scary, like rock bottom, because I'm like, I I haven't been in the workforce, right? I've been a stay at home mom. I've been the supporting role for our real estate and for our gym. I've been working, I've been contributing, but like, I have no actual experience that I can really put on a resume. I don't have really any of what I would consider like quote unquote, my own money, right? I don't have like my own bank account. What am I going to do? Like, if this doesn't work out because it's not getting any better, he, you know, I felt like he gave up a long time ago. And then I realized I kind of gave up too. I got tired of trying so hard. I got tired of how exhausting it was to have that same fight over and over again. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about the amazing Wing It Rise Up Facebook community. This is where you can connect with me directly and with other listeners of the show so that we can break out of our cages of fear together. In the group, I will share new podcast episodes and inspiration for my life as a busy, ambitious mom of four. Let's inspire one another. You do not have to take the leap alone. This amazing community is ready to welcome you with open arms. Head to Facebook, search for the Wing It Rise Up Facebook group, and click on join the group. See you there. You know, I had been telling him all the things that I needed, all the things I needed him to do. And when I kind of hit that rock bottom point, got that little bit of a wake up call that like, I can't control how he's going to show up. I just can't. Right. I had been beating this dead horse for years and not changing my husband one bit. Imagine that. Um, I had to take all the advice that I was giving him and apply it to myself. Right. I could only show up like to the best of my ability. I can't control how anyone else is going to show up. So I started working on being on my phone less, being more present with my kids, all the stuff I bitched at him about, right? I realized I had, I had room to grow, um, you know, being mad that he could go work out. And I felt like I couldn't get the time and space. Well, I joined another gym that had childcare so that I could take my youngest at this point and go to the gym. I didn't have to rely on anybody else 
to help me accomplish my goals. So I started just kind of gradually taking more and more responsibility for the aspects of my life that weren't making me happy. And as I did that, I really got my internal house in order. So all of these things that like, I guess I had this expectation that relationships were 50, 50, right? So like I'm on one side of the table, you're on the other side of the table. We're going to meet in the middle. Never felt like that was happening. I felt like I was giving like 110% all the time. And he was giving like 12%. And I'd be like, what is, what is wrong with this dude? Like, why can't you just meet me in the middle? Right? Like I'm doing more than my fair share here. That was completely incorrect. Like that, the way I conceptualized it was wrong. And I heard someone explain that it's not 50, 50, it's 100, 100, right? Because you've got to be 100% and he's got to be 100%. And once I started focusing on making myself 100%, not giving 50% and then meeting, I started realizing that like he had actually been giving a lot, but I was so just caught up in my own pity party and all the things that I was only focused on what I wasn't getting. And I couldn't see where he was showing up. Right. I couldn't see like, because he wasn't loving me in acts of service, he was loving me in his own language. Right. So like every time he'd walk through the kitchen and he'd smack my ass. Right. Or he'd tell me that I was appreciated. Like I, I couldn't absorb it. I couldn't take it for what it was because I was so focused on like what was lacking. And so I really just started, you know, turning all that stuff inward, controlling myself, showing up for myself and practicing gratitude, right? It's hard to focus on the things that you don't have when you start focusing on the things that you do have. That's so true. Yeah. I love that. You know, you know, you just started to take care of yourself and I'm sure those workouts didn't um, hurt opening up your mind and clearing your mind a little bit too. Yeah. It took a long time. I think it's great that you owned, you know, that sometimes, and this is in many you know, instances and everybody's life is that some of the things that you're, you know, are upsetting you or that you're complaining about some of those things are the things that you just need to take care of yourself and internalize so much, but sometimes we're not like owning what really is the problem. But I think that's so great that you said it's a hundred, a hundred, because I have to do those gratitude checks all the time. Like when I get frustrated with something that I feel like Mike should be doing, I'm like, okay, I have no idea and what in the world goes on in his day and all the things that he handles and all the paperwork that must go through with being a brokerage owner and having, you know, doing your own real estate and then investing and all the other stuff that he does. I just know how to run this show (laughs) and do what Lindsay enjoys doing. He probably has no idea how I do a podcast episode or how I work with my team or whatever it is that I'm doing or how you keep your household running with all those kids. He probably has no idea how I make five beds in 20 minutes or less. Okay. I have a system down (laughs) systems are down, (laughs) but it's, I do that all the time. If I start to like feel myself being like, okay, okay. Why can't you do this? this, And I'm like, okay, you have no idea what he just went through in his day. You know how to handle this instead of yelling, Mike or Parker come like, okay. Before you do that, Lindsay, you know how to do this and you can do it quicker. (laughs) So just Mm -hmm. go and do it. Or when someone comes home, you don't know what they've been through. So if they come off like a jackass, 
it, it may not have anything to do with you. I took everything personally yeah. for a really long time. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, we're both married to guys that have a whole lot going on. So if he comes home and he snaps at you and he's kind of a dick, it, it might not have anything to do with you. Right. Right. Being able to like kind of hold that space for someone else to just like be pissed off and not make it about you is hugely powerful. My mother-in-law told me that one time. She was like, sometimes when the guys come home from work, they're going to just need about 20 minutes or so. Just let them go do what they need to do. <laughs> and then oh, yeah. instead of, oh, you just got home. Can you take out the trash? Can you do this? Can you do that? Mm-hmm. And then it's, I think it's so great. And so important for people to know that it's important to turn inward and just do the things that you re- find a way to do the things you really want to do. You really wanted to go to the gym. You joined a gym where there was childcare. So smart then you can go and do what Kirsten wants to do, do your workout, feel great. And I think too, that's such an important part of marriage as well as like showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself. You will be less testy. You will have less anxiety. You will be calmer. You will probably feel better, look better, (laughs) all of the things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's important too, and attractive to your husband when you're taking care of yourself. So sure. I mean, that goes both ways. So Yeah. Think about the effects of having low self-confidence and not feeling good in your own skin. Right. Like how does that impact your marriage? I mean, that's happening in so many, I mean, you can see it all the time. As fact, you know, we both have clearly had a new awakening on our lives and then you can just look around and you can just see it literally everywhere you go. You see overly testy parents, um, testy moms, like testy marriages. Mm-hmm. everywhere you go. It's like, where is the peace? Like I always used to say, if everybody would just squat 15, 15 squats a day, maybe you just raise your heart rate a little bit. Maybe we all just be a little bit happier. <laughs> it's just all work out. <laughs> everybody needs right? an endorphin or two. Yeah. It's just, it's so interesting to me. So it's just a beautiful message that you just kind of got sick of having the same entire same fight day in and day out. And you were just ready for a new momentum, a new energy. And you had to just start taking care of business. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to stay married. Right. Like I I realized like I'm kind of on my own right now. It feels like, so I better get my shit together. Yeah. If I'm going to have any kind of, you know, I'm going to stand on my own two legs. And And now you guys have fun little afternoon date nights and, oh you know, it's so important too. And I feel like just being in our apex group for a little while, um, just seeing the difference too. And all of the relationships that I've been, you know, witnessing and just even witnessing Mike and how much more he does knowing how to support me. You know, the one day I was just getting off the treadmill and he was like, Hey, I took care of the dishes for you. Like they're all like, cause you know, if you don't time the dishwasher, right. <laughs> you won't get it emptied before you have to do it again. When you have a family of six, there's a lot of dishes. I'm like, we should have put two dishwashers in here. <laughs> I think that all the time right? You have to time it right. Like you have to kind of have it emptied around four or five in the afternoon because the night shift is going to need to go in. But anyways, it wasn't done. And so I knew I was coming out to a sink full of dishes. And so I got off the treadmill, I was getting a shower and he was like, Hey, it's already taken care of. I did that when I got up this morning and just like little things like that are so nice, but it, you know, it takes a while to get there. You know, we both have both have given each other, like we have permission to live our lives and do the creative work. Like he loves everything that he is doing. You know, he used to be a chiropractor, total pivot, real estate. I couldn't remember. I mean, I was beyond shocked when he, I would watch him study while holding a twin that was crying or whatever, you know, I'm nursing them and he, he's studying. He's like, I'm going to go take my tests. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, good luck. And he passed, of course. 
because he just retains all the information. I'm like, how did he do that? Because I am barely getting through this nursing session. <laughs> but, you know, he's pivoted into a very fulfilling role in what he loves doing in real estate. And then he ends on with the brokerage, like they love mentoring people and doing that. And when you're living a life with fulfilled work, it's, it's a game changer, you know, and I love everything that I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's, Mm -hmm. it's way different than when you're forcing yourself to do something you feel like you have to do. Yeah. There's so much more intentionality, I think in, in kind of the circles that we are running around in now. And that was always, I think my complaint because my husband got into the personal development space and I felt like I, I really got left at home in like the bitchy mommy wine club. Right. Like, like oh, I didn't you get to be so lifted up and inspired. And we're just here. Like, yeah. Like he got to go yeah, do yeah. all the cool stuff. Right. And he mm-hmm. was really intentional with like who he spent his time with because he could hop on a flight and he could go to a mastermind across the country and network with really cool people and have them kind of pour into him and encourage him to become a better version of himself really set goals and aspirations. And here I am wrestling with toddlers to put shoes on, just be like, Oh, our kids go to the same mother's day out program. Like want to go to happy hour. Like, great. Like I sell some lip gloss. I'm going to have a party with some hors d'oeuvres, like come over and like, we'll all drink wine together. But it was kind of like, those weren't ever real relationships. They were like forced. Yeah. Even when I thought that like, I'm putting effort into this, like build a friendship with some of these women, like we just weren't on the same wavelength at all. Right. And and it made it really hard. Cause you feel almost like, where are my people out there that are going to encourage the best version of me? Right. Instead, it was like, Oh, my husband wanted to have sex last night. And I was like, Oh, no way. Like as we're all drinking wine and like complaining about like our life and kids. And like, like I I did that for a little while, but it just feels gross and unfulfilling. Right. And I think that that really caused a big rift because like, I wanted to run around in those circles. I wanted to be with those people that are like, be the best version of you. Cause you only get one life. Stop wasting it. I so feel this because I feel like that's where I was like, you know, when you feel like, okay, well, you, you our kids are the same age. Like we should just hang out. And like, I started to feel all like the, com- there were some moms that were very competitive, like yeah. would have more children. And I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm going to hold it for, I'm done. <laughs> you win, mm-hmm. you know, it, but it was like that. And I didn't all, you know, really see it right away. I'm like, that is not the life that I am after. I am after a peaceful, fulfilling life. I mean, there was a lot for me, a lot of where I kind of pivoted into this was, you know, turning inward, but also lost perspective, you know, watching my grandparents pass away was very, very difficult for me. And I'm sure many people have kind of those eye-opening moments when it comes to loss, but it was like, how do I want to live out my days? I'm sorry. No, I do not want to take an hour long bitch phone call where you just bitch about your husband and you're fighting no. constantly. I'm like, Oh my gosh, no, I don't want any of that. And so now that I feel like I have really, you know, once I joined scout and seller, that's really where I started to get a little bit of the personal development and the, um, the community of like-minded people where I started to be like, Oh my gosh, now I can see it. And, you know, now even more so with apex and just talking to everybody that, you know, is in it or with or without their husband, but they're just, you know, whatever. We're all just kind of wanting everyone to do really well. And I've never really been surrounded by 
such, you know, wanting everyone to succeed, you know, people, I feel like maybe yeah, never such in abundance. my life. Yeah. I've never, ever been around things like this. It always felt like a jealousy or a competition or, you know, you can't be in this group kind of thing. This is just kind of one of these amazing communities where we all want everyone to succeed. And it's really, really beautiful. So yeah. And I, I think it's, it's a huge testament yeah. to Ryan Stuman for actually putting together like a mission statement and core values, right? Cause not everybody is a fit. And I think that between him, like the break free Academy staff, you know, the people that run all the events, I mean, everyone lives those core values. We recite them like every fly in Friday. Like we kick it off with a mission statement and core values. And the expectation is like, you don't just recite them at fly and Friday, right? Like you live them, right? Like you, you actually do represent what winning looks like at all times. Right? And one and of the it, things, yeah. Um, I love about this community is that a lot of us are very active on social media. So we're really like, it's like an accountability. <laughs> You've got that accountability yeah. there all of the time. Like you have the family of choice constantly watching, cheering, you know, pushing, pushing you, encouraging, encouraging you to keep going and keep going and keep going. Oh, and I have a child that's in here. (laughs) This is real life. Um, That's how it goes. This is how it goes. Okay. Wait, hold on. Let me pause. Can I pause? Yeah. Let me pause. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, social media has, you know, sometimes gets a bad rap, but I feel like when you use it for the good and you're surrounded with the right community, there's a really, really big purpose for it. Oh, for sure. The unfollow button is the best (laughs) because I feel like I'm friends with people that don't provide any value, right? At all. And I don't want to like unfriend people and be rude, but just to unfollow you because I'm not interested in your political takes on things and I'm not going to argue with you. And I don't want, like, if you're really negative, I don't, I don't need to bring that into my life. And I think it took me a while to realize that you could do that and make like, just curate that whole news feed. So when you go out there, like it's all positive and it's all just people winning and encouraging each other. Like that is amazing. Someone's always doing 75 hard and like everybody else is like, yeah, you're amazing. Like it's just good stuff. It is. Yeah. I feel like that's, again, it's something that I never knew in either junior high, high school, even college. None of those really, you could pay me to go back to, or maybe now that I know what I know, but you know, it's something I have never been used to just being surrounded by, you know, positivity. And also if I don't like someone's stuff, I can just look away and be like, it's not for me today. It's not a part of my journey. And I'm glad that I'm not that negative. Like it's actually like cringeworthy when I see some people's posts. I'm like, do you really feel like that needed to be on a permanent spot on your feed? You know, was that, was that helpful, you know, to start that debate to whatever it is. Um, All right. I have to admit, I do this, right. Cause well, you know, I, I always have kind of, but it's, I don't reels. feel like I don't, I don't get a negative vibe from you. Let's just put it that way. I mean, <laughs> there, but there are, it doesn't have to be political all the time. Yeah. When, when you say debate, some people are just, some people play team sports when it comes to politics. I do not do that. Like I, if you are a politician, 
I, I hold you in at least like a minor level of contempt at the very least, regardless of your political party, because I don't trust you and I don't like your infringement upon my life and my freedom, regardless of political party. It is not a team sport thing for me, right? Like if there are shenanigans on one side, I will call out the same shenanigans on the other side, but I also don't argue with anybody on social media. So like nobody comes back and was like, yeah, but cause I'm like, huh, get out of here. I like, I'm just, this is not the time or place. I'm not going to spend my day arguing about if you don't like it, then move right along. You are certainly a tell it like it is kind of person, which is great. It's refreshing, you know? Uh, Hey, you know what? You're not for everybody, but (laughs) I think that's an important thing too, is that everybody does try to please everybody. I remember when I first started this podcast, they were like, okay, so who is it for? I'm like, everyone. They're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Help. It's going to help and bless everyone. And they're like, no, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be for a specific person. And who are we, you know, marketing it to because, you know, but for me, it was like, oh, it's for everybody. Everybody could use this message, but it's not. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's just fun watching all the things that you're doing. It's inspiring to, you know, from another mother of four that is 24 seven with her kids. It's inspiring to watch another one smile like you are, you're happy, you're content, you're alive, you're doing all the things that you're meant to do. You're so good at what you do. You know, everyone needs to be following Kirsten and, you know, maybe they need you in the mindset, nutrition, and, you know, coaching. So everybody needs to follow this girl. I'm just, I'm following you all the time. I'm going to get myself like a big full length mirror and try to channel like my inner Lindsay Hamlin all the time. You did some cute outfit. I know it was in a truck stop bathroom, by the way, you're like all cute in your hallway with like a nice outfit. And I'm like, Oh, I'm wearing something other than yoga pants. And I take a selfie in the truck stop bathroom on the drive up to Dallas. Like, like I'm channeling my, channeling my inner <laughs> Lindsay Hamlin. And I'm like, I'm going to be literally known for selfies with my mirror, but I don't care. I like it. It brings me joy. I like showing off. I love wearing. it. I love you inspire fashion, me. So it's like, you inspire it, me to get my shit together. It's cool to own it. You know, I mean, what, like an hour ago, I was covered in mulch, you know, I <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go pull myself together. And it's refreshing. It feels good to take care of myself. You know, um, I, you know, I'm still always in workout clothes the majority of the time, but it's become like my new habit just to get up, get my workout in, um, take care of myself and show up on social media podcasts, have amazing conversations, work on a book. Like I just love it. I love it so Hell much. Yeah. You know, that is time well spent. You know, if I'm going to be home with the kids and have time to spare, I'm not going to spend it doing things negatively. So no. And you have a lot of energy that needs to be harnessed and put to good use. And you're doing that now. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of when my, we went to New York city, a couple of friends and um, I, when I was, Mike and I were dating, but they were like, could you just like go to the gym and like exercise? Like we're not ready to get up yet. (laughs) I've always had a lot of energy and it's good. And it's good once you start channeling it, because that means you're using your gifts appropriately. You know, it would not be good for me just to sit here and just sit. In fact, I don't know how to do that. So if anybody has any tips, let me know. (laughs) What'd you say? You have it? No, I said, I know that about you. Yeah. That's not your zone of genius. You are not meant to just sit still. You need to be this little like bouncing bundle of energy. 
Yeah, I am. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm always like, okay, what are we doing next? And you know, it's just, but it's just who you are. And I think when you own that and then you give life to it, everything just becomes more beautiful. I'm sure you see it in your marriage, in your, um, in your children and how you're going to raise your children. All of it becomes super, super clear once you start tapping inward. So I guess we'll leave it at that, that everyone needs to just kind of do that internal work and start Mm -hmm. being very honest with yourself and go get Kirsten's book and read up more about her story because, you know, she's very honest and she's very open. And I think it's just, it's something everybody needs to read. So to be honest, I mean, the reason why I do what I do, like the secret is because I think it's the low hanging fruit to remind women who don't know how to prioritize themselves or set goals for themselves. The easiest place to start is fitness, right? It's most tangible. We can make progress. We can rebuild trust in ourselves. You know, the trust that we're going to show up and and do what we say we're going to do. We're going to follow through for ourselves, but everything for me comes back to, you know, turning it inward and becoming a better version of yourself. That's just, it's like the easiest route when you're really out of practice to get back into it. That's beautiful. It's like getting that mind body, you know, back together. Like let's just all, you know, and, and you say it way better than I do. It's not like everyone just needs to do 15 squats a day and be happier. Raise your heart rate, raise your vibe. <laughs> it's the same thing. Same just thing. Raise, raise that vibe. You just got to raise that heart rate, raise that vibe and feel better. <laughs> but it's so true. And so we'll leave it at that. Um, Kirsten, where can they all find you at on your social and whatnot? all the socials, Kirsten Smith, K-I-R-S-T-I-N. People usually misspell it. I am the Kirsten Smith on Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook group that is geared towards health and fitness for moms and busy women. Um, you can always find me at kirstensmith.com as well. Um, but the best way is probably just shoot me a DM on social media, get in touch with me that way. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. I appreciate you lady. Thanks for having me. Okay, I'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Wing It and Rise Up podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. This is the Wing It and Rise Up podcast.